Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about setting up different rules for different pairs in your portfolio. Should we or shouldn't we? Let's see. Different pairs have different personalities, right? So you'll, you'll notice there are pairs, keeping with our kind of deal here, we'll add another one. Different pairs, some consolidate more, some are more directional, some move slow, some move fast, right? And because of that, they're going to offer different types of setups, and you see this with, you, now, you, you see this with like advanced patterns and stuff like that. You see this with trend continuation plays. You, you see this with really all the the different patterns as well. You'll see this with breakouts. Some pairs tend to just go. Some ten, pairs tend to consolidate, then go. So each pair is is really unique. And I actually just put out a podcast, what, last week on this? About, uh, and this came from a Q&A, um, but talking about how we should take a look at both major and minor pairs. And I, and I think one of the problems that traders do or make is that we, we start off trading and, and typically, and maybe it's just me, typically we always start off by testing the major pairs. Like the first pair I always test is like Euro dollar or pound dollar. Many of you guys the same way, I just, I just default to that. I don't know if it's because they're the first two pairs in my portfolio and I'm used to looking at the same thing in the same order every day, um, or if it's just because they're popular. But I always go Euro dollar, pound dollar, like, ooh, if it, Works on the popular ones. It should work on everything else. Um, and that's absolutely not true. Uh, we brought up a few weeks ago and in the podcast that minor pairs sometimes will give you better moves because uh, or than the major ones because there's less noise. There's less, if you want to use the M word, manipulation to it. They're kind of free to do what they want to do without kind of get being manipulated. I don't mean manipulated in a bad way, but just in the sense of how the market moves. Um, but yeah, the, the, you are, you are, you are going to come across pairs. You're going to come across time frames that offer different amounts of things. Now, obviously the, the lower time frame you go, the more frequency you're going to have. So I, you should expect more of everything as you go lower and less of everything as you go higher. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it is 100% normal to see differences in, in frequency. And this goes right into our, our next question as well, which was, um, is it okay to have different filters for different pairs? What do you guys think about that? Uh, real quick, or she says, or she says uh, also depends on how much you practice recognizing patterns. Might not see them at the beginning, but later they will pop. Yeah, and that's true as well. And, and the trader, uh, Mona, did say that she said, look, I still got baby eyes. Um, I still got young, fresh baby eyes when it comes to the charts. Um, so I'm not used to seeing them. Um, that, that will play a role as well, yeah your young, fresh baby eyes. By the way, I hope the baby's doing well. Not a baby anymore, I guess. But is it okay to have different rules for different time frames and, and the, 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 or, uh, for different pairs? And the answer is yes, but, right? And it's about striking, Here, here's the thing, right? So 
man, this really depends on how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole. Um, because, and, and I think daily chore testers, this is going to be the best example and probably the, the best example of this. What our daily chore testers have noticed, right? And, and the daily chore is a strategy that's here on the platform. It's a very simple strategy and we've had more than a handful of traders tear it apart and test it and try to optimize it, including myself. And I think the one conclusion that we can all agree on, one conclusion that we can all agree on is that there is no one single filter that has impacted every pair the same. And it's very frustrating because you'll you imagine you're doing testing, you look at a portfolio and you're like, okay, let me try this. And you do this and then it's like, oh yeah, the pairs that did poorly are now doing great, but then the pairs that did great are now doing poorly. And you're like, oh, mm. so you try something else. And then it just keeps bouncing around. Like there is, there is not one filter that has significantly impacted an entire portfolio as a whole with the daily chore. So what you'll see traders do is either they're trading very small portfolios where it's like, hey, you know, whatever this filter was, it worked on these four, I'm just gonna smash these four. Or they have specific rules for different pairs where it's, hey, on this pair, I take a two ATR, but on this pair, I only take a, a regular target one. On this pair, I trail because it's more directional. On this pair, I don't. Um, and that's okay. That, 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 is maximizing, that is maximizing your portfolio, right? This is one of the, Jason Greystone says a lot of great things. I think we can all agree. One of the greatest things, analogy, I love analogies because that's kind of like in, in my life of simplifying everything, I found that going to analogies is the best way to go. My favorite one that I've ever heard from him, one of my favorites, is that treat your pairs like your employees. Right? Your pairs are like your employees. And I don't know how many of you guys have ever been employees or ever been bosses, but especially if you're a, a boss or a business owner, you have people or a supervisor, anyone that has people working under you, I think we'll all agree that you can't treat everyone the same. Right? Different people require different approaches right? I see the same thing with coaching track and field, right? Some people you can yell at, right? If you got an employee that's performing bad, you can have that stern, direct conversation. Hey, I need you to get this report in, man. I need you to turn things around this quarter. And they'll respond really, really good to it. Like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I needed. A little slap in the face. I used to have a girl that I coach. She's like, she's like coach, you got to curse me out before the race. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. She's like, no, man, it's going to get me going. So I used to curse her out before the race. People used to look on and, and think I'm a horrible coach. I used to curse her out and it would get her going and, and she'd win because she'd be so mad and that's what did it for. Um, you have some employees that need to be coddled. Some that you can't, if, if you approach them very directly and sternly, they're going to shut down. If I come up like, hey, Caesar, hey, man, this last quarter was poor. You need to turn it around right now. I'm not liking it. Some not saying you're going to do this, but some people will just, they'll, they'll, they'll fold within themselves and they'll just perform worse. So some people you need to kind of tap them on the back like, hey, you know, do them the, the whole positivity sandwich. I don't know if you guys know about that, right? You give them a, you give them a positive and you sneak a little constructive criticism in there and then you end with a positive. One of those type deals where it's like, hey, so you did really good with that project last week, right? I thought it was amazing. That presentation was great. The colors, they popped, right? The, 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 da the, the data was on point. But in the middle, and you add your little constructive criticism, you know, this is what you didn't do, blah, 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 blah. But... If you do that again and make that fix, because the way you handle it, right, you give them that positive at the end, because that's the last thing they remember. So you, you, you approach them in a way where it's like that, and, and maybe that's how it gets them, right? 
but everyone's a little bit different as far as as, as motivation and, and the job of a boss is to is as a leader is to do what's best for, get, get your employees to be the most productive they can and part of that is figuring out what strings to pull what buttons to push to kind of get them going right trading is is the same way right if you want to maximize your your portfolio right you want to see what unique changes we call them filters right are those pairs going to respond the best to and you could be trading four pairs four different types of ways right if you understand the personalities of the pair hey i know i know on this pair i can shoot for extended targets because this pair has a history of running like once it gets directional it tends to boom Right? So I'm going to shoot for target twos with this one. Ah, I know this pair is pretty consolidative. Right? We don't really get those pops, so I'm just going to be one in, one out on this one. Right? There's nothing wrong with doing that. However, the problem is, or the issue comes when you make life too confusing for yourself. So if Naomi is trading 20 pairs, and let's say Naomi doesn't have a lot of free time to check the market and do all this stuff. If she's trading 20 pairs and she's got, 20, let's say she's a day trader, lower time frame, right? Five minute chart trading 20 pairs and she's got 20 different filters for 20 different pairs. It's probably going to be a little bit difficult for her to remember what to do on what. Would you guys, not impossible. It's, it's doable. If you're very organized, you can get it done. But for an average person, you'd probably say it's a little bit confusing. Where all of a sudden you confuse the pound dollar rules with the pound yen rules and the pound yen rules with the dollar yen rules. And all of a sudden you're taking target twos over here, but you should be taking it over there. And you're not supposed to be doing that. And blah, 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 blah. You enter on a higher, high, higher close. But on this pair, you're supposed to wait for a double top. You take the double top. You're supposed to wait for 2618. And it's like, oh, right. So there's more there's more human error. There's more mistakes. There, there's there's a, a you know, your, your efficiency decreases. And, and as your efficiency decreases and you make more mistakes, ultimately your, your return on investment decreases. So you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself to the point where you're sabotaging yourself. And, and that's the balance that you have to find, right? What is enough to maybe not maximize, but get, get performance to where I want it to be without getting to the point where I'm overwhelmed, right? It's the same thing if you can do the same thing for simply trading portfolio, right? Where, you know, I used to trade 20 pairs. Me and my friend Roy, we were, we were, that was my, still my buddy, um, but that was my trading buddy. We were going through the course at the same time and, and we were learning and, and that was kind of like my accountability partner before we knew what accountability partners were. So we'd, we'd reach out to each other and, and we always had the same thing where he'd be like, Roy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, but I made like a million mistakes. Oh man, me too. Why'd you make those mistakes? And we kept figuring out where we were trading 20 pairs. We just, we didn't have the time to give the proper attention to each pair. So we would always say, okay, we got we to we cut down to 10, right? Less is more. Let's, let's find our best 10. Let's really, really get good on these 10. And then we would do that and our performance would get better. And then, you know, we were young and dumb. So like eventually we'd be like, oh, 10 was great. Let's add five more because we'll make more money. And then we would end up back at 20 and, and you know, repeat the process. Just, you know, dumb trader stuff, right? But that's when we started discovering that like when we traded less, but less allowed us to really dial in on those 10 pairs that we traded and we were much more efficient, right? The, the, the bulk of our trading struggles came from not the, the, the system. It came from psychological errors, us making mistakes. 
and we were making too many mistakes because we were overwhelmed, right? We we're entering the wrong way, exiting the wrong way. We we're missing opportunities because we were we were trying to we were biting off too much than we can chew, right? We we're trading too many. So you do have to find that proper balance. That that's important. Where it's enough to, but it's enough to be productive but not overwhelmed and, and that goes into my philosophy of starting small start with a very small por portfolio and as you get more comfortable build you know start with four as you've quote unquote mastered those four add one more because by the time you mastered those four you're running on autopilot they, they should be ingrained like what you're doing on this pair then work on adding another and just to and take it slow but yeah certainly not a not a it, it's normal to have different rules for different pairs. Um, but sometimes it's also worth sacrificing and just saying, hey, I'd rather do, and I, and I do this in my trading, I'd rather do the same thing across the board as a whole, even if it's not going to be as profitable. But I know that it's going to help me eliminate mistakes. And, you know, I don't think, I guess we can never predict how much mistakes are going to impact our trading unless you've actually kind of lived through it. Um, but maybe you value the fact of, a, maybe even, I mean, maybe the fact that eliminating mistakes is going to save you more money than what you would have made if you had a more unique, um, rule set for each individual pair. Right. Again, I don't think that you, you can't really predict that because you never know how many mistakes you're going to make, but that can, I mean, for you guys that have made trading mistakes, you can, I mean, <laughs> you could probably look at the history. And, 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 you know, if you're doing it every year, you can calculate how much pips or how much percentage you, you lost based on human error. And you can make the decision where it's like, hey, if I just reduce this human error and put myself in the, in the best possible position to execute the plan, that's going to be more helpful than actually, quote unquote, maximizing the specific strategy on the specific pair. Reliability over return. Before you head out, remember to leave this podcast a rating and a review. That's the best way you can support what we're doing here. Also, if you want more trading information, more free trading information, make sure you check out my free weekly YouTube video. Just head over to youtube.com slash Akil Stokes. It comes out every weekend showing you the best trading opportunities that are on my radar for the week ahead. And of course, giving you some very valuable trading lessons.